Hello ladies, if you are fed up, confused as hell, or just over all the drama around weight loss, you are in the right place. My name is Bonnie LaFrac and I am your host here at Unfuck Your Weight Loss, where I help you make weight loss easy, achievable, and even fun. Because what is more fun than becoming exactly who you want to be in the body you want to be in? Let's take the shame and bullshit out of dieting and weight loss and lose the weight for the last time. Ready? Let's go. If overthinking burned calories, I'd be a supermodel. Have you ever seen that? Hi, welcome back to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. I'm Bonnie LaFrag. Today we're talking all about, hey, you guessed it, overthinking. And the big question, are you overthinking your weight loss? Is overthinking in the way of your weight loss? The answer is probably yes, and you're not alone. I think uh, for myself and for my clients, we often find that we get into these cycles over, of overthinking, and overthinking, of course, leads really to one place and one place only, and that is in action. It seems like overthinking would be this great thing. It's kind of like I'm going to think ahead. I'm going to think about all the pitfalls. I'm going to think about all the ways I should do this. I could do this, how I could make it perfect, right? And we go and spin and ruminate about all the things. And I'm going to go through a list. I have five things. Ways that you might have overthinking showing up in your own weight loss journey, and then, of course, what to do instead, right? Let's just not talk about it. Let's actually do something different. So number one, first and foremost, this is the biggest one I see, especially because I teach my clients flexible eating. And so whether you want to call that flexible dieting or flexible nutrition, that's totally up to you. But when we're trying to learn how to be flexible, especially, especially if you have decades of dieting, one of the easiest tools is planning ahead. And by planning ahead, I mean in writing, putting in writing what you're going to eat for the day we're in. This isn't about necessarily food prep. This isn't about making a plan for the whole entire week or the month or the year. This is, hey, what am I eating today? Today on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or th whatever day it is, I look at my calendar. I do my best to plan for the day even though I know anything could happen, but I can go ahead. I know if I have to go to work, if I have to get on a Zoom call, if I have to pick up the kids early, I kind of have an idea of what my day's gonna look like. I might already have food prepped. I might not. I might know that I'm going to the store or I'm going to a restaurant, I'm getting something to go, what have you. When we are trying to lose weight, it is very easy to overthink this part. And we avoid planning ahead because we don't want to make a mistake. We don't want to write something down and then feel like a failure because we did not follow it exactly. And so I want to put it out there that as you're learning to write things down and plan ahead, you can make it rather vague, right? Enough to say I'm going to have protein and vegetables or I'm having protein and carbs or I'm having protein, vegetables, carbs, or I'm, you know, you could do it like that where you're just naming the actual macronutrient rather than say it is definitely chicken and zucchini if you're unsure. So you can always go back and amend what happened. 
And I think that's part of the process anyway. Even if you aren't resisting writing things down because you're afraid to make a mistake, you still want to go back and assess. You still want to go put in the notes. You still want to include, were you hungry or did you have a headache or, you, you know, what actually happened? Did you eat something different? Did somebody bring you food? That's what you want because you want to be able to go back through your plans, right? All the days that you did plan and we can start to see the trends. Having something written is really key and it is very natural to resist that, right? And resisting is because you're overthinking it. Number two, you might be an overthinker, right? You might be a redneck if. You might be an overthinker if you continue to look for new answers, new solutions, instead of just staying consistent with something or anything that you're already working on. This is very common, right? This is how, you know, hey, I just ate three salads. How come I'm not skinny yet? Or, hey, I just saw that, you know, this fasting, you know, ad came up on Facebook, I should probably do that. Let me go down that rabbit hole instead. Let me see, should I fast for 16 hours or 14 hours or 10, right? We start to go and look for these new answers or new solutions. Again, because our brain is offering us that, you know, there's something better and I'm not doing it. You also might be an overthinker if number three, you think your meals have to be at set times. If you think lunch has to be at 12, for example, and then you panic or give up when something gets in the way. This is really common. And here's the thing. Something's going to get in the way. There's always going to be something outside of us that we cannot control. And here's the deal. You can be flexible as long as you understand there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Getting stuck, you know, and I get it. If you are in if you're in corporate America, let's say, and you only have 12 to 1 or 12 to 12.15 or whatever they give you and you missed that window, there was a meeting or you got a flat tire or something happened, I get it. You will have to be creative. And so sometimes we can take our tendency to overthink and then move that into being more creative rather than, oh my gosh, this is a problem. I screwed up my meal times. I screwed up the meal order. I was only able to eat half the meal or I missed this meal entirely. That is gonna happen. And it is not a problem for your weight loss, I assure you. Number four, you think that you're doing it wrong when a scale doesn't go down. And this and this is a big one, right? So whether you're an overthinker or not, it it shows up for all of us in weight loss is that we're looking for that external uh, determinant if my plan is working. Is this working for me? Am I doing it right? And the scale won't always go down. Uh, sometimes, you know, it will send us into um, this whole like, I'm, I'll never lose weight. This is too hard. I've I've worked so hard and it's not fair. The scale doesn't show me any love. I do all the things and I'm not losing weight, right? You go into all of, all of the things. That is actually overthinking. And another way to look at overthinking is ruminating. And I'll tell you, it's okay to do that. In fact, give yourself five minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour to throw yourself a pity party when the scale doesn't go down. I don't think there's... I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but being able to come out of that is what counts rather than let it put you into a complete tailspin and take you off course. We all get 
to have thoughts and feelings that aren't necessarily productive. I'm a big fan for my clients who, um, you know, tend to procrastinate or they are buffering, you know, with, you know, online shopping or, you know, checking Instagram every five minutes is schedule it in. Have yourself, you know, your 30 minutes of scrolling and then get back to work. Over time, you'll start to realize that, you know, if I spend an hour, you know, feeling sorry for myself, beating myself up, judging myself, hating myself, telling myself I'm so stupid, I can't figure out, wait, like, I eventually will figure out that that doesn't feel good. That is not moving me forward. But just, you know, just like a kid, we get to express our feelings however we want. Sometimes you can just get through it faster when you just write down on paper all of those thoughts rather than let them swirl, you know, unleashed and unhinged in your brain. Just put it on paper because then you can start to like say, okay, yeah, I I totally like I'm making a very big deal that the scale did not go down. And I think we've all been there before. We do all the things. We follow a plan. We drink the water. We walk. We work out. Blah, blah, blah. We do the things. And we've done them and you could have a week or two weeks or three weeks where the scale doesn't go down. If you keep going, the scale will go down. I promise you, it really will. Okay, number five, you might be an overthinker. If your workout routine is too complicated, this is a big one. I see this everywhere, especially, you know, these groups that are really uh, focused on weight loss, right? Out in Facebook land, I get added to a lot of these groups. And a lot of them really focus on the workout more than the food or more than the mindset. It's all about the workout. And we get, you know, a workout that has way too many exercises. We change the workout way too often. Almost like this idea of I have to be able to confuse my body, right? Remember the muscle confusion? Guess what? Your body is never confused. <laughs> because if our body was confused, we'd already be dead. And then just too much working out in general. And it's easy to see, right? Our brain thinks, well, you know, I have to make it interesting. I have to hit all of these different muscles. I have to keep my body guessing. I don't want it to adapt. I, And, and that's true, right? The, your body is going to want to adapt. And the faster we adapt, then we probably do have to change something. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do that much in your workout routine. And when I think about a workout routine or a gym routine, your strength training routine, your lifting routine, I'm talking about going into the gym and probably doing anywhere from, I mean, it depends on your training age. If you're somebody who's been working out a really long time, you probably can handle 20, 22, 24, 28 sets, right, of working out, you might be newer. You might only be hitting, you know, five exercises, two sets of 12 reps. You might be doing it that way. But honestly, this is a way that you are using overthinking to try to think your way through the workout to weight loss. And it doesn't work. This actually, this is one that definitely will backfire, especially if you're a woman over 40. If you're under 40 or, you know, you don't have a lot of um, metabolic issues, probably not going to be the worst thing here, right? You can get away with a lot of exercise and doing, you know, 12 different machines and, you know, 40 reps of each one. All of that is totally fine. So here's the thing. Overthinking can be a coping mechanism, right? But without adding more stress and diagnosing ourselves <laughs> and judging ourselves, um, you know, 
something more to overthinking is that it is just a natural part of the way our brain wants to protect us from making a mistake. I don't know if you've heard this, probably uh, definitely from my podcast, but this idea that we really, of course, have one brain. It's one functioning brain, but think about it like having two minds. We have that prefrontal cortex, which is the part of our brain that can actually go, yeah, I see. That really doesn't make sense. When I have it on paper, when you say it like that, I totally see it. And then there's our primitive brain. And all it knows is really three things. One, of course, reward. So our brains are driven to get the prize, to get the good tasting food or the drink or the dopamine hit from the online shopping or the scratch ticket or what have you. Uh, but our brains are really connected to avoiding pain, avoiding a mistake, avoiding doing it wrong, looking stupid, feeling foolish, wasting time, which is so interesting because essentially that is what we end up doing when we overthink is that we waste time, we waste energy, we waste resources, we shit on ourselves, and we don't move forward. And of course, another part of this primitive brain is really just about automation. So here's the thing, we end up right? Where you feel like overthinking is like, oh my gosh, how I'm, I can't stop overthinking. You're right. You can't. <laughs> as long as you allow yourself to overthink, your brain is trained to do it so far, right? It, it's habituated this. Like, up oh, scale doesn't go down. I must be doing it wrong. Now I'm going to spend all day, all week, you know, beating myself up, uh, telling myself how much I screwed up. And then I'm going to look for a different answer and I'm going to try to work out harder. I'm going to do all these things. And we just keep going around and around and around. So what is really the answer? I think the, the real answer is understanding that this is normal, not beating ourselves up and getting a lot and getting, you know, dedicating a notebook to getting some of this stuff out of your head. If you want to, if you want to break the cycle of overthinking, you're really going to have to take the thoughts you have, especially the ones on repeat. You're wanting to put them on paper. And then we really want to look at what are the facts and what are, what is fiction? What are feeling like, let's just pull this apart because we could believe that we're going to make a mistake. We could believe that there is a better solution and I'm doing it wrong and I don't have the right answer and there's a better fasting window or a better a better diet. There's another diet out there that I don't know about. We can we can convince ourselves that, you know, I have to only eat from this set of foods or at this time or if the scale right, we have we can go through that, but once we put that on paper, the things that we think over and over again, we can go through it and we can ask ourselves, is this true? Is this really true? What else could be true? What else could be true? That is such a great question. Ask yourself, what else could be true? Or what could I think instead? I'm going to tell you, all of this is totally normal. And I know it because I wrote it. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty normal. I think I'm probably a lot like you and that I've done all the diets and my brain will revert right back to diet mentality unless I take control. I do allow myself to spin out, have a little pity party, and then we, we rein it in. It's like letting my inner child have a temper tantrum and then we rein it in. Like, are you done now? Great, so let's figure out what we could do. 
Planning ahead for your food is not hard. It does take practice like anything else. If you've never done that before, that is okay. One way you could start is just committing to keeping a food journal. Even if you're not planning ahead, that you make it safe for your brain, the primitive part, right? The, the one brain, two minds. You make it safe to write down what you're eating. We don't need to weigh and measure everything. You don't need a calorie count or a macro count. I, I see this happen a lot too if you want to talk about overthinking. We start to you know, think, oh, well, this still isn't good enough. I need to know every detail. And I'm going to tell you, if calorie counting and macro counting worked, you probably would already be at your goal weight. So think about taking it just food journal to then allowing yourself to plan ahead. Figure out one or two strategies that you're going to stick with. There is always going to be something new on the horizon, right? Some new diet, some new antidote, some, um, some kind of shot or pill or surgery or something that's coming, always. And it's, you know, it's just like getting married and then constantly, you know, scrolling through personal ads. Do they have personal ads? <laughs> I think they call that Tinder, right? I don't even know. Tinder is a match.com is more my genre, right? So it's like already having committed to marrying someone or a relationship, but yet <laughs> instead of working on our relationship, we're busy looking around for something better. And maybe, maybe you are doing that. And I'm not, I'm not going to judge you for that. That is okay too. That might, that might be a different podcast episode. Um, right? The overthinking part is okay when we just use it to our advantage. Like, okay, well, what if I can't eat my lunch at lunchtime? What else can I do, right? Use your overthinking for problem solving is totally fine, but just notice when you're using it to keep yourself stuck and in action. It's totally normal, but it's not helping you. So I have something to tell you, super excited, please mark your calendars. If, if this resonated with you and you are somebody who would like more tools, especially when it comes to planning your meals, how to break away from diet mentality, how to be able really to eat anything and still lose weight, our next round of the 14-Day Real Weight Loss Challenge is coming back. We're starting October 16th. So it is just about time to sign up. We have a lot of new added um, speakers and info. This will be, I think, our third or fourth. I lost track. Our third or fourth round. So we've all we've continued to improve it so that you get usable tools. You can hit your weight loss on the ground, running as fast as you can. All right, my friends. I hope you have a great week. Connect with me on Facebook if you're not already in my free group food, fitness, fat loss for real life. I will see you there. Links uh, for the free group, links for the real weight loss challenge are in the show notes. All right, really, for real. That is it. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unfuck Your Weight Loss. The next step, of course, is to take action on something we discussed because implementation beats information all day long. If you enjoyed this podcast, thank you for being here and please leave a review wherever you tune in for all of your podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Looking forward to dropping all the F-bombs with you next week.
Have a good one.